podcast. This is Match the Lava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match the Lava. And today is Saturday, July 10th, 2021. It has been, it's been a big day. I mean, I've gotten a little bit done. I've been able to hang out with some family and my girlfriend, and I got a pair of shoes on the way, which I'm super pumped about. So let's just get into it a little bit. Let's recap what happened and a couple things that I'm working on and and looking ahead to. So today I got up considerably late. I think I actually woke up like right at 10 o'clock and um, that was because I got home at around, I think, 3.30 last night from the wedding that I was at. So it was about four and a half, five hours away by the time we left and everything ended up getting home much, uh, much later than I would have liked to. But that is the way it is. When you're driving all in one day, you're going to make the thing happen and got home late. So got to bed late and got up late. But I still managed to get up right at the release of the Jordan 3 racer blue colorway that came out today and these things are they are nice i I like the shoe a lot i've heard i've been doing actually a little bit of research on them to see what people think of them who have got them in hand early and the general consensus is that the elephant print on them is subpar because people aren't like people are very disappointed that it's not the same elephant print as the true blue threes that came out in 2016 so they hate the shoe because of that but Every time they say quality is fantastic, shoe materials are good, it looks bright, it looks like colorful, it's clean, but I don't like the elephant print. And they're like, I wouldn't buy these because of the elephant print. And they compare it to the True Blue 3s, but they're not the True Blue 3s. So that's why I'm fine with it. Like, people are so uptight about, <laughs> like, sneakerheads are so uptight. It's hilarious because they get all upset over these weird little minute details that don't really matter. Like, the True Blue 3s are not the Racer Blue 3s. It's just, that's the way it is. It doesn't make any sense why somebody would get so upset about that. Clearly, they are going to be a little bit of a different shoe. They aren't even the same name, and they've released True Blue 3s several times now. So it's it's not like the Racer Blue 3s even had that that hype for the, the, the True Blue 3s that came out or anything like that that came out back in 2016. These are a completely separate colorway, very similar, but definitely some variances, especially under the tongue. There was a red, uh, there was like red material under the tongue on the threes that came out in 2016 for the true blues and then on the racer blues they were all blue under the tongue and as well as the the elephant print that was the biggest thing that was different that is a lot darker on the racer blue threes the reason for that though is that they're 3m i don't think a lot of people realize that and and this is what some people are talking about on their video reviews on youtube it's it's 3m so it's reflective like if you take a photo of it you'll be able to see it really easily and that's kind of cool like i do like the the appeal of that it's definitely different it's a different thing for elephant print i don't really even know if they've ever done that before i could be wrong but i haven't seen it on too many pairs of shoes that have elephant print where it's actually a like where it's where it looks like it's 3m like i haven't seen that at all so that's a cool idea i like the, the concept of it and these are meant to be more of a flashier Jordan 3 is what I, kind of what the gist I was getting. Because if you look at the, if you compare what came out today to the True Blue 3s that came out in 2016, those things are, they're a lot more subtle of a shoe. They just don't pop out at you. Where these are a little bit more of a brighter white, it feels like. And that may just be due in part to the fact that the materials or the colors used on the other parts of the shoe are so much more uh, either darker or vivid. So like the Royal Blue and the Dark elephant print kind of make that white pop out a little bit more it makes it look like it's a brighter white than the other true blue threes that came out in 2016 so we'll see what ends up happening with with the 
the people that end up getting them in hand. I'm excited to see what people think of them. But generally, I've seen most people that are buying sneakers go, these things look clean and I like them a lot. And I am in that boat. I love these shoes. This is one of the pairs of shoes that I've had my eye on since I heard about them coming out in April. And I thought immediately, like, those things are going to hit. They are going to be an insane, insane profit. And then what what happens? So the sneaker market completely tanks out in the last month and a half. And now we're looking at barely making any money on these things. And it's a shame. It's really a shame because they're such a beautiful shoe. And if these had come out in sometime around like April or even like March, I think they would have been a $250, $270, $280 shoe at least because they're just so clean. They look incredible. And you have this huge dip in the sneaker market. And I'm not sure if that's just because people are trying to liquidate their collections or, or what, but there are a lot of prices on shoes going down and the general shoe market has tanked a little bit to where these these general release shoes that we were seeing do really well before are no longer doing as well as as they would have so it's kind of a bummer but i managed to hit my size which i was happy about so we'll see i know i talked last week about probably not keeping them but we'll see what they look like when they come in because you get very few opportunities to get a pair of shoes that you really like and they come in in your size and, and actually look good and are made out of good materials and good quality. And the fact that like a beautiful pair of shoes like this are considered a brick is just, that's like, that's just perfect. It really is. I mean, the fact that people aren't buying them and they were much easier to get with this pair than other pairs, that's, that is incredible in itself because I, like, I love when that happens. It's just so nice to be able to get like a pair of shoes. Like the one pair that I actually really like ends up being a brick anyways. And that's just, that's perfect because now I'm not worried about trying to overpay for them if I didn't get the shoe or if I decide to get rid of these shoes and, and send them back to Nike or try and sell them, make a small profit, they may dip super hard, which is like what I'm really hoping for. Like the Flint 7s that came out back in May, those things are down under retail right now. So, and I thought those were a beautiful shoe. Like I really, I'm not a big fan of 7s, but I thought that for a Jordan 7, those were a very good looking shoe compared to some of the colorways that they could have came out with. Now, they, they weren't the original Flint colorway that we liked when we first saw them come out back, I don't know, however many years ago they came out, but they were a very, very nice looking shoe altogether, and they have dipped under retail. So I could see a scenario where something plays out where these things get down to close to retail, and at that point, is it worth holding a $200 shoe if they're just going to always be around 200 bucks and maybe jump up an extra 30 40 bucks? Like, 200 bucks right now will definitely make me a lot more money than just throwing it on my feet. So... I'm kind of debating that, but I do want to see what they look like when they come in. And it's part of the testing here, just to see what they look like, see what the materials are like, see how nice they are. The white leather that Jordan has been using has just been incredible. I'm expecting, I'm, like, I'm expecting the quality on the those orange, I think they're the electro oranges. Uh, the, it's the white, black, and orange colorway that's coming out in that Jordan 1, I think, end of July or, or beginning of August. Those shoes are going to be I think they're going to be really nice. I honestly do. I mean, it sucks because they're not that good of a colorway, but I think the materials on them are just so, are going to be so nice. You can even see it like on the sneakers app. If you go look at the shoe, you can see almost how plush the leather looks on the white portion of the shoe. I'm just thinking they're going to be super comfortable Jordan 1s because the leather and the materials on them will actually probably be pretty good. So we'll see though. Those could end up being, again, those, I mean, they could just completely throw everybody off and do what they did on the Volt Golds, which is put plastic leather on a shoe and like just completely t like troll everybody with the ugliest colorway they can come up with. But they, I, I just don't, I don't think that'll happen with those. And with these Jordan 3s, I think that they're supposed to be, they've been hyped up to be a really, really nice shoe 
due to the materials, due to the clean colorway, but a lot of people just aren't going after threes, and that's fine. They're a slept-on shoe. I love them. A lot of people say they're super wearable, and I'm excited to get them in and see what they're like. So that's what I got going on with those. Other than that, my girlfriend was here today and is here through, I believe, Monday or Tuesday, so she will be leaving then, and I will be hanging out with her until then because I don't get to see her all that often, and it was just really nice being able to wake up, hang out with her and the family and stuff like that at home and, and just be able to like spend a morning, a Saturday morning relaxing for a moment because I don't get too many of those. A lot of us wake up, we do sneaker releases. I'm trying to work. I'm either hitting a lift, I'm hitting a run, getting after it early and, and trying to get as much done as I can. And it feels like sometimes when you just have a Saturday morning to take a step back, take a breather and be like, wow, this is just nice to sit on the back porch, have a cup of coffee and talk like it's just it's a good feeling so i had that to start my day then i got after getting some stuff done for the processes i've been recording and writing down for my ba i need to get them video recorded but i also need to figure out what the heck i'm going to do once i do that like like i feel like everything that i'm doing right now is just delaying me from actually hiring somebody because i don't know how to hire somebody i've never done it before and i really what i should do and what i'm going to do is just reach out to people that are on upwork i've saved a few profiles of people a few people have reached out to me i'll see if i can maybe get them at a lower rate because some of the the costs that they were looking to acquire like some of the prices that they were coming in at for hourly rates were just way too high for what i was looking at now the good thing about upwork and a lot of people don't know this if you're ever considering hiring a va just think about this right you want to figure out, okay, how do I know that they're working? That was my biggest holdup. How do I know this person's working? It's great. Like I could pay somebody three, four, five bucks an hour, but how do I know they're even doing their job? And I thought, okay, maybe I could have them record their start and time on an Excel sheet. And then that would just easily calculate the amount of hours they're doing. And then based on the amount of listings, the listing VA puts up or how fast it takes the bookkeeper to do his job. Like I could totally just, I could totally just like figure out if they're doing well based on those KPIs and stuff like that. But Upwork has an awesome tool that automatically takes screenshots for, like for free out, out of the VA's workday. So they basically install, it's like a small program on their computer and they just click a toggle switch on screen and it says on off. And whenever it's like, or maybe it says start, stop, I don't know. But whenever they start that switch, it records what they're doing and not everything they're doing, but it'll take a screenshot and post it to Upwork, right? Because it's not really like spying on them. They should be doing the work that they said they're doing. So what it will do is it will take a screenshot of their work page every, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. And I guess theoretically they could be, they could be like cheating you doing something like every 10 minutes, just going back to what they're supposed to be doing. But if you don't see any progress being made every 10 minutes, then you know they're just a terrible VA and they're not doing what they're supposed to. So it's very good for tracking purposes and it's free. And Upwork's awesome because from what I can tell, I don't really see any fees associated with it. The only fees that are associated with it are when you are paying, I think there's a 3% processing fee, and I think they take their own cut out of the person's pay whenever you pay them. So basically, the only person that's getting the, the low end of the stick here is maybe you trying to pay your 3% extra for processing fees, and then the VA is really getting the brunt of the blow because they are taking profit out, like Upwork is taking the money from their pay. So, and it makes sense because they don't want to charge us. We are the people that have little to no incentive to use Upwork other than the fact they have VAs, but we don't have the incentive to go to Upwork over any other platform because it, like we could use, if Upwork starts charging us, we could go to Fiverr or we could go to one of these other platforms that does VA work for us. Now, the, the thing about it though is they don't do that. They allow you to do it for basically free minus your transaction fees and stuff like that, which is pretty low. I think it's like, like I said, two or 3%. 
So out of a thousand bucks, you may lose 30 bucks, which is like super nice. So that's kind of nice to know. I, I, I didn't realize it was that cheap to like for their fee system and stuff like that. And then I didn't realize that there was this easy way to track people that you can just go to your Upwork profile, click on a few, like click on a few links and stuff and go watch what your VA is doing. So that at the end of the day, when he says, Hey, I, I turned in my work and you see, okay, well here, let's see what it was actually doing. You can go through and look and see how long it actually took him to do what he was supposed to be doing. And you either can judge whether or not he's a good or bad VA. If he was working the whole time and he just didn't get much done, we may just not know what he's doing. You could go back and say, hey, look like you're having a trouble with this area of the, the work. Or were you confused? And he maybe just says, no, I, I just don't really like doing it. So I slacked off a bit. Well, okay, well, now you're fired because you don't know what you're doing and you're not even trying to ask me for help. But sometimes it could be a way to help engage with somebody else, learn about what their weaknesses are. Maybe they're embarrassed to talk about it and coach them through that sort of thing. Because ultimately... Like my goal is to be a coach to these people, not just like a not just a leader, but somebody who's also working with them in a way that's allowing them to grow. Right? That's what a coach should do, and, and a leader is similar to that, where you want to be able to kind of help the person grow and learn in the role that they're in and, and make them the best that they can be. So that's kind of what I've been thinking about it with, and that should be. It's just an interesting role. I've never had to play that role before in, in any organization or something like that. So it should be interesting to try and get a feel for and to uh, to try and incorporate some of that. I mean, I've done like some TA work in college and stuff like that where I was like a teacher's assistant for one of the classes that I had and stuff. It was cool, but it's been, I guess it's been a while. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited for it though. Main thing I got to do is just go after it and actually talk to some people and then do a phone interview with them or uh or like a FaceTime interview. And then after I do like a video, like a video call, then pick one and hire them. And the only other thing that I may do is have them make a few listings and do a little bit of bookkeeping for me beforehand. So I may start them off with like a single job worth, I don't know, whatever their price would be. And then like maybe 20 bucks. Cause like 20 bucks is really nice to just be able to like test somebody with. And if they do a good job, then I could do them at an hourly rate. I could pay them hourly for, for the job that they do. So. Maybe that's what I'll do. I will end up probably just, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll just have them do a single job for me because you can do that on Upwork. You can do a single job or like a never, I guess it's like a long-term job or a short-term job. So the short-term job would just be like, hey, like we're going to do a one-time thing or a one-time payment. We're going to do 20 bucks. Go make me five eBay listings and do my bookkeeping for one week. And I want to see what they do. And if they all do a decent job, then pick the one who has the less constraints. If they all suck and one of them's good, then just pick the one that's good and it's, it's good to go. So I'll see what I can come up with with that, but it shouldn't be too difficult to find somebody after those sorts of things are put in place. I just don't wanna, like I don't wanna hire somebody that sucks, but at the same time, I don't wanna never hire somebody. It's much better to hire somebody and just get them in there and, and figure out what I'm doing wrong, fix whatever I'm doing wrong with bringing in a VA and then learn from it, get rid of them and, and keep it moving. Cause it's not like they're an actual employee or anything where I have to, go do a whole bunch of like like real employer stuff they are contracted out so it is nice where where you're not really having to deal with all the kind of bs that goes in if you bring somebody in now you're trying to fire them if they're not good you just basically say hey this isn't working out i have you on like a contract but it's not really set for any long time or anything like that like it like i'm not signing them on for x amount of weeks or anything like that it's just saying hey this is indefinite and if it doesn't work it doesn't work i don't have any more work for you so sorry go find somebody else. And it's just, it's nice to be able to have that flexibility. So that's what I'm looking at right now. It is, it's a lot, but then again, the one, the one guy that I know, Zach, who's been doing really well with reselling, 
he has like three or four VAs that he's using, and they're just doing a lot of the, the mundane tasks for him, and he scales really well. Like, he knows what he's doing, he's doing a very good job, and that's all you can really ask for, is to be able to crush the, the things that you're given, be able to outsource the things you don't like, and then keep moving in the ways that you do like, and keep growing your business. So that's what I'm working on right now. It's been a lot. I'm excited for this upcoming week. I'm gonna do more VA work, maybe even get some of those interviews in. And then looking at getting away next weekend, which it just, I, I kind of hate like the way that everything's been smashed together. It's kind of nice because it does give me like getting everything out of the way all at once, which is fun, but also like it's good to get like in the zone sometimes. So like I like to have weeks where I'm like, like a lot of weeks together where I'm really, really like grinding and then have one weekend every once in a while where I just take a break for a moment and, and reflect and then be able to just take a break with family or friends and stuff like that having them all so close together is not ideal for me but it is what it is i didn't plan on that originally but it is just the way things ended up working out so next weekend i'm going and gonna hang out with some buddies at the lake which is something i've had planned since last year and it's like the one thing that i do every year to get away and then other than that i'll probably end up seeing my girlfriend at the end of the year and then i'll be done like i'll be done seeing people and that's it i mean just grinding for the rest of the year i'm excited for q4 I have some interesting developments coming up with just my day-to-day that I'm going to be talking about here probably in the next few upcoming weeks. I can't really say too much about it now. It's not necessarily just reselling related, but it will probably have a big impact on reselling. It will have a big impact on just things in general, but we'll see where things go. I'm excited to see how things play out in the next, I don't know, the next few months and, and we'll see where things end up going from there. So That being said, I'm going to get going. You guys have a great rest of your Saturday, and I will talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.